Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by PromoCorner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. Welcome back to yet another exciting episode of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin, National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely folks. But of course, before we get to them, we got to tell you about our fine sponsors for today, which is Greater Pacific. Uh, Greater Pacific is a full-service creative agency, and their experience comes from the thousands of customer pro- uh, custom projects completed for their clients over the last two decades. With expertise in promotional products in the advertising specialties industry, custom OEM, product design, project management, CPSIA compliance, product testing, and full-service logistics, they've done it all and become more effective with every opportunity. Greater Pacific creates the ultimate manufacturing experience for their clients, so go visit them at greaterpacific.com today. Tell them the Industry Insider sent you. Why don't we say hello to Steve McFadden today? How are you doing, sir? What's going on? You know, doing well. I see you got a nice decorated T-shirt on. I do. I thought it was fitting. I I, um, I didn't in the beginning, and then I did by the time we started. So it's, it's fitting, as in it's a, a fitted a fitted T-shirt or uh... Uh, for the well, yes, all of that. I mean, it's not a compression, but it, it's you get yeah. you get. So today's topic. We're gonna we're gonna talk. Uh, it's another product category uh, sales episode, if you will, and uh, we're gonna talk decorated apparel or apparel in general. And uh, super excited to have uh, our special guest on today. But before we get to the special guest, why don't we talk about our other apparel person, Meg Erber with SNS Activewear? How are you at Meg? I am doing wonderful. And as you can tell, I am not in my normal setup. I am actually um, staked out at the Jacksonville airport today. Um, as I had mentioned on an earlier podcast, uh, my daughter Courtney joined the Navy, and I haven't seen her yet. So she ships out for boot camp today. So my thought was, I'm just going to stake myself at the airport all day so I can see her because I couldn't see her at MEPS. They don't allow it. So flew in late last night. I'm going to sit here in the airport, work all day, record some podcasts, and hopefully I get to see my daughter before she leaves for boot camp. Super excited for her and very, very proud. Very cool. That and, took uh, some coordinating, right? Because you can't just go back to the gates. So you must have had a flight or did they let you go back there? Oh, yeah. I have a flight, but I'm not leaving okay, until like right. 7 o'clock. Seven o'clock tonight, so I'm just gonna sit here all day. Police right now, (laughs) I don't have a gate number yet, so I just found a quiet-ish location. (laughs) I'm actually surprised. So So I guess you just flew in with like a a a carry-on because you can't even check bags until yeah, because you can't check bags until like three or four hours before the flight. Uh, Correct. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So yeah. Very cool. Well, like I said, we are joined by a very special guest today, Tess Bender with Bella Canvas, and we're going to talk some apparel. But Tess, it is uh, customary for us to give our special guests a good three to four minutes to introduce themselves, maybe how you got started in the promotional products industry and what you've been up to since. So uh, so take it away. Yeah. Um, so hi, everyone. I'm Tess Bender with Bella Canvas. I'm on the national sales team. 
Um, first part of my career, um, I was always on the wholesale side, but I worked um, on the retail wholesale side. So I worked for a children's licensing brand. We had the licenses for Levi's Kids, Nike Kids, Roxy Kids, Hurley Kids. Um, then I went to a private label watch manufacturer. So I've sold to every retailer you could possibly think of. And um, I had always spoken with Next Level since I had graduated college. Um, and I finally, it was the right time. I went to Next Level. So I worked at Next Level for about two years, um, which is where I met Meg. And then within those two years, um, Bella Canvas had reached out to me. Um, and I, I, I moved over to Bella Canvas. I, uh, I had lunch with our president of Bella Canvas, Chris Blakesley. And I, I remember sitting there and I said to him, you know, I need to be totally transparent with you. I feel like a traitor sitting here right now, but I'm here because I really respect Bella Canvas and what you guys have done as a brand. And uh, we ended up being there for two and a half hours and I walked away thinking to myself, it would be an honor to work for this guy. Um, so I get chills every time I say this, but when I flew out to LA and I walked into our older headquarters for the first time, I remember I like, I, I just knew I was home. I knew that, you know, it was the place for me. It was really where I belonged. So I started um, managing uh, outside sales um, in the Northeast. I'm based in New York City. So I had the Northeast territory. And then during COVID, I inherited the Midwest as well. Um, and now in national sales, uh, primarily focusing on uh, decorated apparel and working with all of our screen printers and decorators. Very cool. And so I had just learned, uh, I'll, maybe, I don't know if I should uh, should say anything or not, like the, the whole, is it out there? It's out there. The, the, there's news out there, um, which is, you know, I'll be cautious on what I say, but I do think when we're talking about apparel and selling decorated apparel, that people should do their homework on the brands in which they're, they're using. Um, that's yeah. Awesome. All right. <laughs> Bella's always been awesome. I, I am wearing a, a blank Bella canvas shirt right now. Um, so Bella's great. But uh, and Meg, of course, SNS carries Bella. And uh, so very excited to talk just, you know, apparel in general, but uh, then also, I guess, the decorated side of things as well. Um, so, Stephen, I know you've been kind of our, our stats guru over the last couple episodes that we've done of this. Uh, I know you probably, based on that face, don't have anything pulled up. But I want to say the latest and greatest uh, for apparel, like the, the slice of the pie in our industry is somewhere like 38 to 40 percent. Is that accurate? You're talking about um, apparel sales versus product sales. Is that the? Uh, so yeah, just like the, when you look at the $25 billion industry and how it's broken up and what percentage of the industry each category is. Apparel, I want to say is like 38%. Yeah, I think, I actually think it's a little higher than that. I wanted to say it was I like would say so too. To mid yeah. 40% uh, as of late. I know when we were looking at the, um, the consumer report, that was put out, you know, three of the top five categories were just different types of apparel. Um, so whether it be outerwear, jackets, t-shirts, uh, headwear, it depends on how you break them all out as well. Um, but I would say from a business 
like from my data point, you know, we're, we're probably in like the 40 to 45% range, which seems to trend pretty well when I go to some of like the owner summits, when we talk about kind of the breakdown of our businesses and some people go very heavy with apparel in this, you know, 60 to 80% range where they just lead with the barrel, um, especially if they have decorating, uh, in-house decorating, um, others though i mean it's i don't see anyone really going too much below that you know forty percent mark um unless they just you know specialize in certain things like point of sales or different types of uh, initiatives so well steven i will say my during my start in the industry i was at a, like a dot-com type company and i don't mm -hmm. think i sold a single piece of apparel the entire time I was there. Really? And the and this was early 2000s too. And I think it was mostly because to us, it was like, it was so overwhelming. Like we can't, it's not a one-stop shop. I can't buy the t-shirts at the same place they're getting decorated. And I think for that, we didn't have those, that network, we didn't have those relationships back then. So it was all hard goods, like a hundred percent hard goods. But now being on an apparel supplier, I, I feel like that's what everybody sells, you know? Um, I mean, the, the three biggest suppliers in our industry are all apparel. So there's that. I mean, I would say this of the, of the larger companies that I've spoken with, because having, you know, being part of a, uh, a firm, <laughs> been able to talk to some pretty large owners of different companies on the, on my side of things, it seems to be that the largest of them, either uh, I would say eight out of 10 of them, lead with apparel. I mean, a lot of them have these huge uniform programs or huge, you know, uh, game day giveaway kind of things, which they're just massively heavy into apparel. Um, and talk to some people outside of our buying group that have had businesses way larger than we have. Their approach actually was we do these, you know, we send in these creative decorated pieces. Um, we either mail them one off or we come up with these catalogs showing how cool the decoration could be on amazing uniform lines or custom pieces and then they send that as their marketing pitch you know to get into these big name businesses fortune fives and, and such um and that's how they've got a lot of their big business so i would say apparel is certainly the way to do it um it is from my perspective of sales it's great when i get even a 15 piece jacket order and the jackets are 150 dollars a piece right it's like well that was a great order <laughs> you know for such a small quantity piece uh, when they may have to have done, you know, however many tumblers or whatever. So uh, there's lots of advantages for sure. So Definitely. I know you got to take it with a grain of salt because it was 2021's numbers, but I just looked up PPAI's 2021 sales volume study uh, and apparel was 27.6%. Uh, but still hmm. uh, in, in a down year, that's still over $6 billion of apparel, um, you know, so and I, I know that number pre-COVID to be closer to that 35 to 40% uh, yeah. number. So certainly a huge, huge chunk of the industry. So if you're not selling apparel, obviously it's a no-brainer to start selling apparel. Um, but Tess, what are some of the advantages to selling apparel versus any other item uh, or category in the industry? Apparel is really just a walking billboard for your brand. It's going to be seen so many times throughout the day versus just like a random hard good item. So you really get more of an ROI on a piece of apparel. Uh, but you can't really just say, you know, I'm going to sell a random T-shirt or a random sweatshirt. Um, you have to really think about the quality of the item because, you know, a really good print on a subpar garment will sell some of the time, right? 
but a good print on a premium garment will sell all of the time. And we talk a lot about cost for impression and um, hopefully I can get into this, you know, later on today. Um, it's some simple math that I'll go over, but like if you're purchasing a carded scratchy open end t-shirt and you're printing on it and that end user never wears it and it goes in the bottom of their drawer and it doesn't get seen or worn, it's really a bad investment, no matter how you look at it. No one's seeing your logo and your message really isn't getting out there. So when you use a premium garment, something that the end user loves, something that they're comfortable in, it fits well, it's soft, you know, they're going to wear it over and over again. So, you know, the, the basics market's really made up of three segments, trade, faux and premium. Trade are your carded open end scratchy tubular tees that maybe get worn once or twice before being thrown away or donated due to a rough tan feel. And then you have the faux premium that have ring spun cotton, but none of the impurities are really combed out. And it's also still tubular. So there's really like a minor upgrade in that fabric, but not enough values really added to the garment to justify the higher price point. And these are marketed as fashion tees, but they're really not the real thing. And then you have premium and premium basics use combed and ring spun cotton, which is what we do at Bella Canvas. We actually use heirloom combed and ring spun cotton. So we comb out two and a half times more impurities in our cotton than most manufacturers. And then they also have side seams. Um, side seaming for a t-shirt is really like tailoring for a suit. It just fits better. Um, a tubular shirt assumes the front and the back of your body are the same, which obviously, um, we all know that that's not true. Um, so these are also super soft. They have a retail quality fit. And these are the types of products that you buy for yourself at retail. And then paired with the cool graphic or artwork, they get worn again and again. So I'm sure you could assume premium basics have the longest life cycle of these three categories. And yes, it costs more upfront to buy a premium garment than it would to buy a trade basic or a faux premium. But because it's soft, because it fits well, the end user feels so good in it, it gets worn and seen so much more. So the cost per impression on that garment ends up being significantly less. I feel like apparel has gotten uh, really interesting over the last decade or so, because it, it, like you said, uh, you know, before it used to be just like a Hanes beefy tea or a Gildan or whatever, and it was just that's that's basically what you sold. And now you've got these more faux premium and premium lines that are out there that are bringing really nice quality to the forefront, but it's also making it maybe a little more challenging for, you know, the 97% small businesses out there uh, that have to know all these different, you know, all the different terminology and, you know, all these different products and everything else. So how does somebody, um, you know, really get to learn uh, about apparel? If you had mentioned comb versus ring fund. Now, you mentioned the, the tubular thing, which uh, so I'm glad you explained that because I wouldn't actually know what tubular meant. So what's comb versus ring spun? And is there other other jargon that people should be aware of? Yeah. So when you get cotton, there's tons of impurities in that cotton. So um, for a basic T-shirt, you're not combing the cotton. So just think about your hair, you know, like if you don't if you don't comb your hair, you don't brush your hair, it gets super rough. It's, it's scratchy. It's untamed. That's I always show it like 
Yeah, I show it like this when I'm doing customers, I'll wrap it around my finger and I'm like, look at all the little hairs that are like sticking up. I'm like, I know I've got great hair, but that's what it looks like under a microscope. And then when you go to lay that silk screen down, those little hairs that are sticking up kind of collect that ink and it's not, it's a scratchy imprint. You might have a, a dirty imprint or not something that's, nothing that's clean. And when you have the combed ring spun, it lays down nice and clean. That's how I explain it. Like, I think I've literally stolen half your pitch when I talk about fashion t-shirts because the things that you're saying, Tess, are literally the words that come out of my mouth every time I talk. Sorry, continue. Mission accomplished. <laughs> I have a question. What, yeah, are, what are 30 singles? <laughs> I hear this 30? all the time. <laughs> So it's how much weight is laid down when you're when you're laying down the fabric. Um, it, it's how many um, sh sheets of fabric are being laid prior to cutting. Oh, like when they do the like the actual cutout of the large fabric, they do thirty. Yes, stacks. of the correct, correct. So what does that have to? Just I'm curious. I've never known. What does that have to do with like the piece? Like the more I stack, is it this? the less likely that the sizing will be true. Is that kind of what that means? Or is that, is that like, why would people advertise the how many singles there are? So usually the higher the single, the finer the fabric. So if you're using a oh, 20 okay. single garment, it's not, it's not fine jersey. It's like rough jersey. It, correct. Okay. But there are some people who equivocate a heavier, scratchier shirt with being more of a value add. And these are people maybe who are shopping at, you know, Target and Kohl's and Walmart and all of those products that are there are, you know, on 20 single shirts. So people will equivocate that with value when in reality, the higher the single, the finer the fabric, that's really a quality item. Interesting. So that's it's similarly, I guess, to when items are sold kind of like blankets and towels where they do per like this is a 12 pound per dozen piece. So I know that each piece is now a pound. It's a kind of a reference tool to know the thickness of a piece without describing the thickness in some ways where I know if it's 30 singles, it's 30 means thinner because I can get more of them, but maybe nicer, I guess, in that case. Yes. Like our, our tri-blend, for example, is uh -huh. 40 singles. There's no other 40 single tri-blend in the market. Yeah. So higher the single, finer the fabric. Neat. Okay. This could be its own jargon episode. <laughs> <laughs> it really could. There's yeah. so many, um, there, there's so many terms when talking about apparel. Um, mm -hmm. We actually, um, for anyone who's interested, we created a masterclass called FAM. It's the Fashion Apparel Masterclass. Uh, we created it, I, gosh, I want to say back in 2018. And it's the first ever really apparel selling class of its kind for the industry. So we talk about commoditization. We talk about the basics category. Um, we talk about, you know, getting people comfortable selling apparel because a lot of people maybe aren't comfortable selling apparel. So they just stick with hard goods. Um, we talk about, you know, how millennials make up majority of the workforce. So sell, how to sell to millennials because selling to millennials is vastly different than selling to other generations. And as a millennial, I learned things about millennials that, you know, I didn't know before, but it's a really cool class. Um, if you go to 
you could go to bellacanvas.com and then forward slash type in my name, Tess Bender, T-E-S-S-B-E-N-D-E-R. And if you sign up with your um, all of your credentials, you'll get a login and password within 24 hours. You know, it, it's a course. It's not as strenuous as the CAS course or the MAS course, but you, you stop and go at your own pace. And, you know, it, it it's great. You'll learn a lot from it. I had a customer who actually emailed me thanking me for encouraging her to take it. She said of all of her years in the industry, it was the best sales tool she had ever had. And not only did she get it, but she was able to tell her customer who was buying, you know, a lot of COE product, why he was better served investing in premium. And not only did he get it, but he ended up buying more units than he typically Mm. did. So Mm. it's a great course. I highly recommend it. I will say that when that first when that course first came out, SNS made us all take it. And in the beginning, we were all like full of piss and vinegar, like something else we gotta do. It was amazing. I learned so much and I use those the things that I learned. It, it, it talks a lot about the second one actually was really good too. It talks about different decoration techniques and your cost per impression using these um, decoration techniques and you know, it was just, it was amazing. I highly recommend it. You can do it at your own pace. Um, Jeff, are you able to put that link up on the scroller? I put it in the notes if you can, but it's a really good, it's a really good course. Highly recommend. Especially if you're new in the industry too, and you're not where like sure how to sell decorated apparel, I would say definitely take this class. It's it's very beneficial. I think are you sure that's be the right okay. link for, for fam? Cause it has a forward slash test bender. Is that right? Yep. If you use my link, you'll likely get your credentials in faster. <laughs> All right. I will put it in the banner in just a second. I think we would be um, remiss if we didn't talk a little bit about just the slew of decorating options with with apparel nowadays, too. I mean, we if you think back even 10, 15 years ago, it seemed to be embroidery or screen, right? Like it was like those were the options. And now it's patches and PVC and discharge ink and direct to film and direct to garment. And um, I've seen debossed and embossed apparel. And I mean, you name it, there's custom tagging, there's custom um, branding, there's uh, hey, you know, little tags you can add to pieces. So I, the, the opp- opportunities with decorated apparel, I mean, truly they are canvases for, for brands. Um, I don't know if you've seen just the creativity just go crazy within your brand. Obviously, you're on one side of things, but I'm sure you've heard about projects and seen that. So maybe you can provide some uh, insight as to that as well. Yeah, I mean, the things that they're doing now are just incredible. Um, And especially if you do a combination of techniques. Mm. Personally, I love like a screen print and an embroidery. And obviously, that's going to cost you a bit more. But it's it's a very cool, it's very innovative. Um, We actually whenever we launch a new product line, we have um, everything test printed. So we'll make sure that it discharges, um, you know, if it's hundred percent cotton, that it's great for DTG, um, that it can just uphold all of the different decoration techniques. Um, but some of, you know, the detail that you're getting with like the direct to garment and the direct to film, it's really incredible. I mean, there are some screen printers that really can make, you know, 
it, it looks like a piece of art um, yeah. on a t-shirt and, you know, the shading and the coloring. Um, the types just, of inks that have come out too are just incredible. I mean, we, we got, we had the opportunity to do a really fun projects uh, several years ago where they had just come out with ink that had actual glass beads in it. So instead of it being just reflective, you know, um, like partially reflective, it was full reflective. So we did this crazy print. And if you get on it, you can literally see that it's filled with these. It's like the DOT ink where you could shine a picture on it and it would just blind the camera. It's, I mean, there's wild stuff, flood printing. If you've ever seen that, I mean, that's a wild technique or multiple inks in one screen and then it changes each print. So, so much cool stuff. Um, and apparel really gives you that opportunity to go crazy with it, which is nice. Yeah, I was going to ask, you know, because since we've kind of covered some of the apparel stuff, I want to talk decoration. And since we're hitting on that, because uh, in my personal opinion, there's nothing worse than getting one of these like nice premium shirts. And then you've got one of those old school, like thick, rough plastisol uh, prints on them. Um, like, I, I honestly would not buy that in a retail store. And, and I've, you know, I'm a Harley guy, you know, so I go to a lot of Harley shops and usually they've got these full back prints on. They've actually upgraded some of the shirts. They're not just using Gildans and Hanes. I mean, they're actually using some decent shirts, but they're they're just doing these old school plastisol prints on the back and it's a full back and it just stiffens the shirt right up. And it's like, what's the point? Um, so what are we noticing that's kind of, you know, trending now that's getting away from that? Like what's better to print on some of these more premium shirts? That's a, a great question. Well, not only that, it's all about the location too. And I, I mean, I'll let Tess talk, but I, when I go out and I'm, I'm talking to my customers, you don't always have to put your branding left chest, right? You don't have to make it some big NASCAR advertisement. It's a, it, you're, you're able to think outside the box now. Um, it gives you an opportunity to use like neckline prints or shoulder prints or, or on the, the hem. Uh, it, just, it doesn't have to be left chest and it doesn't have to be your logo. Think about it. If you go to and you get a, a t-shirt and it has the, the customer's logo or the brand's logo right here and it's like, eh, it's a nice shirt, but I'm like, I'm not gonna just wear their logo. But if it was on the back of the shirt and it had a really cool messaging on it, 100% or a cool design or a cool imprint, I talk about that all the time with my customers. No one wants to wear your logo, they don't. So if you, if you have to have it on there, put it on there on the sleeve, on the neck, somewhere small, make your imprints something stand out that's messaging that'll resonate with the people that you're giving your shirt to because at the end of the day you're paying a premium for for this apparel for this decorated apparel so you want it to be worn so make it something that you would wear yes you would wear your own logo but at the end of the day you're not gonna wear somebody else's logo so Tess what are your thoughts on that hundred percent. I mean, I love, I've been seeing a lot of things where you're printing like on the collar sort of here and then on the sleeve and you know, that's really cool. It's elevated. It's a way to take your logo and just vamp it up a little bit. Um, but Jeff, to your point about that plastisol print, if you use um, a water-based ink, it's not as heavy and it'll stretch mm -hmm. more with the fabric. Um, Water-based ink obviously is more expensive and a lot of machines, um, you they have to be equipped to use water-based inks and not just plastisol inks. So it is more of an event, an investment if you're in a screen printer. Um, but I'm we're finding that, you know, a water-based ink on a premium quality garment is holding up a lot better. You're not getting that really heavy feel. Um, 
But also to that point, you know, the DTF is super heavy and that's like the newest craze. So I think it's all about personal preference. But what's great is that there's all these different options out there for us to choose from, um, you know, for us to figure out what works best for our company, for our logo. And I guess how much nostalgia plays into it too, because you know everything is cyclical, right? Now, you know, you got all these yes. old fads from the 80s and 90s coming back right now. And, you know, maybe maybe that's part of it. You know so I, mean? I was in, to speak to that, I was in Disneyland, California, uh, a few weeks ago, and I bought a shirt for, I will not tell you how much it was, and it was a long sleeve piece, but it was like the most common shirt I saw in the entire place, huge puff ink back. Like, it's like the old style jersey, you know, like where it goes like, like from this side of the shoulder to the other side of the, the shoulder, they had probably 30 different colors plus very simple just disneyland like on the back and they were restocking the shelves like crazy and i i bought a shirt and walked out and i was like yeah i really like this one i like this this is gonna be like my shirt and i walk and there's like 30 people wearing the exact same color exact same shirt like well i guess we're all on the same page here but um yeah that that was something we were doing you know 10 years ago, it seemed like with the school systems and stuff like that. And that's killing it. And that's probably the heaviest possible, you know, print you can get. So who knows? It's, it is cyclical for sure. So I know we need to start wrapping up here, but I do have one follow-up question. Uh, so it, does, does Bella do any like tagless tees? Cause I know like doing custom private labeling or whatever locally is something that you can do. So all of the garments that we have on our shelves that we stock have our tag in it. Um, but we do have the capability, you know, if we have a customer that needs, you know, a large amount of units, like I would say at least 25,000 plus, um, if they'd wanted us to not have the label sewn in, we could do it. But all of our labels are tear away. Um, so you have that option too. So, you know, a lot of people, you know, who will use our stuff at retail will tear out our label and they'll pad print in it themselves. And unless you know the brand, uh, you wouldn't know otherwise. So, yeah, um, I, I, the reason I asked that is because I did, for whatever reason, it popped up in my head in the middle of the podcast where, you know, because, you know, country of origin is like a big thing, you know, of course, yes. and uh, labeling that has to be listed on the labels when they reprint right. them. It's the so law. That, that's yeah. why I wondered, like, how, how do people bring in or import like a tagless tea or all tagless teas? Uh, a, 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 it's on a, there. It has something printed on it. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. It's usually printed on. You want the tag because then you can rip it out. The tagless tees are are actually printed. They're it's printed on there themselves. From what I, from my experience, I could be wrong. Please correct me if I'm wrong. But um, Tess, I have a question for you. What is your favorite Bella Canvas T-shirt or sweatshirt? What is your favorite piece right now? My favorite piece is 7505. It is a fleece item. So um, it kind of has like raglan sleeves to it. Um, it's the band of the sweatshirt. There's like a, a thick band at the bottom and it's not a crop, but it's not super long. So it hits perfectly uh, where the pant ends. So um, that's my even Even now, yes. though, even now. Come on now. Like, come on, <laughs> like, it, I don't my know where belly, you're located you know, right now. Like, are you in Alaska? Because 
I mean, it's May 31st where I'm at, oh. and uh, it's it's a little warm for a fleece item. Right Honestly, now. Jeff, it's a six and a half ounce uh, sweater. It's not that heavy. It's really soft. I've actually worn it several times. I have one as well. Um, I really Jeff, like it's pretty the thin. It's a 32 singles. <laughs> <laughs> you can also like tie it like around uh, your shoulders. So don't like... let Henry Gracie hear you say that. Do not let yeah, him hear you say that. I use um, a 7505. I tie the sleeves in the knots and I wear it as a backpack. So it's perfect. <laughs> I will say though, Tess, um, your 3001 CVC is probably one of my favorite t-shirts. I use that for most of my fundraisers. I've been able to take that t-shirt and then resell it for a hundred dollars and with a, with a limited edition aspect to it and an imprint. So I'm taking a $3 and change t-shirt and selling it for over a hundred dollars. so it's a great fundraising piece. Um, the last thing I'm going to add to this, I'm going to give JGR a shout out. She texted me yesterday um, and sent me a, a picture of a t-shirt that she just bought. It was blank and it was a Bella canvas shirt from retail. Guess how much she paid for it? Just a blank shirt. Blank shirt. Hopefully she didn't pay for it. Well, I yelled at her, obviously. $45. Very close. It was $35 and it was the, hold on, I have it right here. It was like, it was the flowy, it was a flowy t-shirt. I yelled at her. I was like, first off, you're going to get the same spiel that I give my kids and they are not allowed to buy blank t-shirts. And then BJ will sneak them in sometimes. He'll sneak them in and I find them in the wash and then we have to have a talk. <laughs> so but yeah, no. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give her a shout out. I told her, I was like, mm -mm, you take that back. I got you. <laughs> it's like a scolding, not a shout out. <laughs> right? Well, this is what you get. It's okay. I, I bought a very expensive t-shirt. So it's a call I, out, I, not a shout out. <laughs> you got, you got called I out. I mean, Chloe's of fantastic fabric and it is bellow canvas so i get it yeah me too she's happy with it she loves it and it and it fits her really well but but tess thank you so much for coming on here you gave us such great information and love seeing you again and actually uh tess and i will be traveling together in the next week or so so look out you're gonna have two of us on the road together so look, really looking forward to seeing you in person again thank you for <laughs> actually you, you and i'll be on the road before then I know. <laughs> DC for lead. That's what's up. Yep. And All we'll right, be well, recording from there. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the episode. It was brought to you by our good friends over at Greater Pacific. They're a direct manufacturer of custom OEM products, selling to the promotional products industry for over 27 years and specializing in over 10 product categories. They can source and deliver most any product for you. Greater Pacific is full service, uh, sourcing product and managing every aspect of production with staff on the ground in Asia and utilizing their time-tested 20-step product management pro protocol. No need to worry about quality control, product safety, CPSIA compliance, or the hundreds of details related to custom manufacturing. Greater Pacific oversees every aspect for you. Their global logistics team and in-house customs brokering ensure timely, seamless delivery. This is how they provide the ultimate manufacturing experience, and they back this claim with a 30-day product guarantee on all orders. Head over to greaterpacific.com to learn more. Uh, thank you so much, Tess, for joining us. Uh, very informative, as we saw in the comments. A lot of great, lot of, lot of great people in comments for uh, for the episode and the topic. So, uh, really enjoyed you coming on and sharing your expertise with us. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right, guys. Until next time, we'll see you. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.